there's never a perfect time for anything <laughs> that's hard or challenging. Right. And if you wait till the time is absolutely perfect, you'll never do it. Welcome to Rise Leaders Radio. This podcast focuses on exemplary leadership, the type of leadership that brings about positive, meaningful change in places that matter. We explore how these leaders make things happen and the lessons they learned along the way. I'm your host, Leanne Mallory. I've been doing leadership and organizational consulting for a long, long time. And I guess that's the reason that no matter where I go, I notice how cultures and spaces feel and how people in that space interact with each other. A colleague of mine has a saying, leaders get the organizations they deserve. Jackie Bliss and Renee Reed are my guests today. And they have built a culture and a business to be proud of at Anytime Fitness Bishop Arts. The feel of that space is friendly and welcoming. They have extremely low employee turnover, and my personal experience with every single member of their team has been really positive. This feeling also extends to the members. Oak Cliff has a community feel from a different era, which gets reflected inside their club, It's a modern feeling of inclusion that absolutely reflects the diversity of the neighborhood. Even before I started this podcast, I had made various social media posts about their team and I had a vision for telling the story of great leaders like Jackie and Renee. Here's what we talked about. The culture inside the club, how they continue to create such a thriving organization and a great member experience, and how they've navigated the complex and changing aspects of a business and personal partnership. Thank you again for saying yes to the interview and congratulations on your success. Thank you for being a member too. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. I want to start with just a little bit of history and I'm wondering if one of you will describe the club in Bishop Art. So first of all, I'm interested I know that Anytime Fitness is a franchise, and if you were talking to any of your other franchisees, how would you describe the club in Bishop Arts? Well, when I'm inviting people in on the phone, I say, you've just got to come in here and you just feel it. It's not something you can describe as well as you can just feel it when you walk in. It's uh, welcoming, it's energetic, and our membership and our staff just totally reflect the colorful demographic of the Cliff. <laughs> yeah. As you know, like men, women, all ages, different ethnicities, and all ways of showing off their tattoos or <laughs> yeah. individualistic style. It just feels good. It feels welcoming and engaging, and the staff's friendly. People talk to each other. Yeah. I mean, I think the greatest thing is if you're a resident of Oak Cliff, then our gym is a microcosm of the neighborhood. You know, we have straight couples, we have gay couples, we have transgender people, we have just all kinds and everybody's in one space and getting along and it's amazing. And it's really just like the neighborhood. I want to comment on our staff while we have the opportunity because people 
originally thought of Anytime Fitness as just a convenience model. Let me get in, get it done, get out. Don't talk to me. Don't bother me. <laughs> you know, there might be one owner, one manager, one trainer. We have a complete team. I don't even want to call them a staff anymore. We have the two of us, a full-time manager, and six more coaches on the team who are in there Every day, you might find four or five of us at any given time, super hands-on and and interacting with the members. Mm -hmm. What made you all go with a model like that rather than the typical model, which lowers your cost, by the way? So the other (laughs) model has a lower cost. This model has a higher cost. How did you decide on this model? You know, when we first started, we had a, a training kind of studio before. So we always saw the importance of a more intimate relationship with the members and getting people to do training and seeing better results and things with, like that. And in order to be able to do that, you, know, you have to have a big staff to be able to help service members and take them through the workouts and things. But, you know, you think about working in a facility and you're the only person there. Now tell me how exciting that is. It's not, right? I oh, mean, so it, as if, if you're an employee yes. and you're the only employee there, it's also not very satisfying for the employee. <laughs> right, right. Gotcha. So, so you can just tell, I mean, sure, we don't want to be wasting man hours and things, but it's also like if our employees are happy and they have feel support from us and from other employees and it just builds on one another. So I can tell the difference when we have three coaches there, three teammates there versus is two, mm-hmm. you know, and it's the same for the members, you know, if there's more engagement, then it's better overall. I had never thought about that before, but that's a really conscious decision for you all to make there. Because again, there's an impact to the bottom line. I mean, I don't know in your business model, but typically that's the most expense. Most of your expense goes to FTEs. Exactly. Other rent. than rent. <laughs> yeah, rent. And, yeah. and you all have a lot of uh, you know equipment that you're having True. to pay for. True. But you've chosen the relationship and employee satisfaction over the short-term bottom line. It sounds like there's a belief there that over the long-term, if you operate with this model, that there's a long-term payoff. Is that true? Sure. Absolutely. It's got to translate into retention. I'd Mm -hmm. love to see a real statistical correlation on that. But back to your point, you had asked how we chose this type of business model. Mm -hmm. And it was 2007 when we had the more training studio centric gym in Indianapolis. And I was wanting to get closer to family. Jackie was antsy for a bigger gym. So we looked at different up and coming franchises. And that one had incredible franchisee satisfaction at the time and looked like a more reasonable, affordable opportunity Mm -hmm. that we could bite off while moving across the country and (laughs) buying a house and having a child. Let's do it all. Um, But yeah, so that's how we chose the model and then have let it evolve over the years and nurtured it to grow from that smaller Mm -hmm. staff. So how did you choose Bishop Arts? How long have you been there, first of all? How long have you been in this location? Well, we opened our doors on December 6th, I believe, in 2007. Okay. So in this location. In this location. Mm -hmm. Uh And that was before or during this transformation that Bishop Arts has been going through. You all are in a location that you share with a restaurant and a dental office, Mm -hmm. right? And so how did you choose that place? 
Wow. I mean, we originally would visit Dallas and we would look around and things and we were thinking Lakewood, right? But when we went over there, we couldn't find any places that had any parking and thought that that was essential. So our realtor at the time was like, why don't you check out Cliff? It's kind of up and coming and we can probably find you a good space over there. So we went and looked and found this building. It was a grocery store. Oh, uh, sure. Many of your listeners will. Yes. It was an old grocery store and they were building out a restaurant, Cafe Italia, which is no longer there. And there was an open space beside it. I mean, there weren't even windows, you know, in our space that we have right now. So it took quite a bit of extra build out. There was a loading dock in the back. Um, <laughs> it was practically a shell. It was a shell pretty much. Yeah. I mean, we made the decision pretty quickly. We, I mean, we met with Mark and Matt and they vetted us. But again, like the gym business is not very reliable <laughs> for landlords. So I think that was another thing too, like them taking the risk with us. Okay. Putting and us are they in the there. same landlords that you have now? Uh, one of the partners. One of the okay. partners is the same. Right. But what's so beautiful is as we started to look at the location and get to know the neighborhood better, my brother had suggested it as well as a place to live, regardless of the business. And it really fits our lifestyle. You know, we loved it here instantly. It felt like a small town within a big city Mm -hmm. where I would be pushing the stroller down the street and people are like, hey, Renee, you heading to the gym? (laughs) Just like in a small town. So when that space became available, and really was an option. It it made sense on so many levels. Yeah. And it's in the middle, which is interesting about all of, you know, this North Oak Cliff area is the businesses are in the middle of neighborhoods Mm -hmm. as well. And so I didn't know it used to be a grocery store, but that makes perfect Mm -hmm. sense. But you've got restaurant right across the street, tons of retail and surrounding all sides our neighborhoods, Mm -hmm. you know, and typically really engaged and very active neighborhoods. And so you guys still live within walking distance. I mean, I'm seven tenths of a mile. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm half a mile. So it's great. Every Saturday morning, you can drive along Bishop around 945 and see people walking over to our session at 10. It's awesome. How many (laughs) people walk? From Kid Springs and, you know, what other neighborhoods are adjoining. Yeah. It's really nice. Well, and again, I think that that's part of that community feel is mm-hmm. that it's just, it's it's in it's in the neighborhood. Totally. I want you to tell the story of the person that wrote you a letter about, if, if you don't mind, you said, can I talk about this? And I'm like, yes, because I think it's perfect. It's another indicator of the type of business that you all have built. Okay. So about a month ago, one of our members had sent me a a friend request. And in that friend request, I recognized that she was transitioning, right? Mm -hmm. I'm like, wow, how cool. And then about this weekend, she had sent me an email and said, hey, you know, could you change my name? you know, and all my accounts and and our system Mm -hmm. and, you know, change my email address and everything. And I wrote back and I was like, sure, I'm more than happy to do that for you. And I'm so happy for you. And she wrote back and she said, you know what, Anytime Fitness has been a very important place for me this past year. And it's one of the first places I was able to be myself. And I mean, it just like, it brought me to tears. I was (laughs) like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. And I just felt so good about it. A gym is not typically a place where people feel comfortable. 
mm-hmm. you know, coming in and just being themselves, particularly you use the word deconditioned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and I guess this would be a great way to transition also into what you all are doing and how you've kept the business thriving and fresh. But I know that you all have a, it's not even a promotion. It's actually a new way of doing business that you've recently adapted and you're bringing in people that maybe have never been to the gym and they have a big challenge as far as their health. So will you talk about that a little bit and you can, then we can just kind of segue into how you all are keeping mm-hmm. a thriving business. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Because to put it in context, in the last four years, probably you've seen the gym industry go on one end to little niche studios that can be very, very expensive to very big box clubs that are low budget, highly affordable, but may lack in the customer service. That leaves people like us in the middle looking for a little more identity. So we've tried different things. We have a heart rate training system we implemented that all the members get and have really enjoyed their heart yes. rate. Yes, especially those competitive people. So again, we've tried different things, but right now we're really reaching out to people who want to lose 20 to 25 pounds and or 6% body fat. And we are launching them on a six-week program, often knowing that their main goal is not going to be reached in six weeks, but we're teaching them sustainable habits so they can continue the journey on their own for a lifestyle. And we've just been blessed, but we're getting to meet some people who have just incredible stories of why they want to change. You know, the first time, the first minute somebody says, I want to lose 30 pounds, I congratulate them and then ask why. How is your life going to be better when you do that? And then it just opens the door to so many stories Uh, of their health, their families, their children, why they want to do this. mm -hmm. And it's powerful. It really is. And when they see pictures of real members who live in Oak Cliff who have done this, Uh they think maybe for the first time, oh, I could do this. Yeah. I look through that book sometimes and I've seen pictures of people. I'm like... Oh, I know who that guy is. And I've noticed like him shrink. <laughs> he's, he's shrinking. <laughs> or tightened up. Or, or tightened up. <laughs> you know, and there are a few who have asked if they could join the program who just want to gain muscle, you know, mm-hmm. they, or lose a little body fat, but they don't necessarily need to lose weight. Mm-hmm. So it can be customized, mm-hmm. but it is a three pronged approach based on nutrition, fitness, and accountability. Mm. Because if you think about it, you're usually missing one of those. You <laughs> yeah. know, I can think of different gyms or different diet plans or life coaching sometimes. Maybe you have one or two of those prongs, but you're mm-hmm. missing all three. Right. And that's what makes it so powerful. Yeah. So how did you all decide to do this program? How did you land on it? Renee just punted to Jackie, who is the <laughs> pusher of all boundaries at Anytime Fitness, I think. I think she, she's the gas pedal on the brakes usually. <laughs> I love it. You know, I'm always researching and talking to other owners and, you know, looking at social media and I came across this program and interviewed some other owners that were doing it. And we had several conversations with them as well and got Renee on board. And we, <laughs> and, and we just, I mean, it's a, one of those decisions that you make that, you know, can make you or break you. So then, you know, it's, it's that kind of investment. It's that kind of investment. And it was super scary for us. And mind you, we just signed up 
a week ago, a week uh-huh. and a half ago. And I think it's one of those things you just decide when you go all in, then you got to make it work. There's no halfway making yeah. this work. I'm remembering, I just did an interview with Christian Chernock. So he's in another podcast and he was talking about, he was a pro golfer earlier in his life. And he made the same connection that once you hire a coach, you hire that coach or you hire that consultant, He said, I did my research and then I just gave myself over to him. You can't hire someone or start a program and then just do part of it. Mm -hmm, Just do and integrate what you want. Like, oh, I don't feel like doing that. I'm going to do this instead. He said, you have to be all in. And particularly if you're making a big investment, and I'm a huge believer in that investment. You know, when people put their money on the table, and they almost like give yourself no out. It's a great motivator. It's called burning the ships. <laughs> yes, right? it is. Was That's it Napoleon a, or someone who? Um, may have been, or Cortez. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we need to find that, but that's no, it. There's I, that, no turning back. I actually back. referenced that in one of my other show notes. Really? Burning the ships. Yeah. It's like people set up ways, accountability structures. And so that's kind of what you all have done here is you're just like, okay, we're, we're putting it all out there and we're going to go all in. And I think you're getting already some really great results with that. Yes. And just like we talked about the NPE consulting company mm-hmm. we had hired before to help our leadership skills and development. It was a similar concept in that regard of going all in. Yep. And the other thing, and Jackie's a great leader in this regard, because I I know this is about leadership, but there's never a perfect time for anything (laughs) that's that's hard or challenging. Right. You know, and if you wait till the time is absolutely perfect, you'll never do it. You'll never do it. Whatever it is, right? Whether it's having a baby, going to treatment, starting a business, investing thousands of dollars in a social media campaign. Right. I mean, you just have to go for it. You just go in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And to me, that's what helps keep your business thriving. It's like that continual investment. It's like you have to keep re-upping. And that's what I'm hearing too. It's like, it seems like every couple of years or every few years, or maybe even, in fact, I think Sergio was telling me, which is one of your long-term staff members, that every year there's some investment. You know, some it's not as big as this one that you've made this time, the doing the heart rate monitors. And the first time you all did that, I think that was another Jackie idea. And and you have the the TV screens up so everybody can see, like when I'm wearing my monitor, I can look and see what my heart rate is. And I can say, oh yeah, I I may not be working out as hard as I think I am. Mm -hmm. I think I'm going to have to push it. So it also helps me, but it just keeps things fresh and it just, it keeps things feeling new and exciting, Mm -hmm. but you have to make that investment. Exactly. And you have to trust and then you have to be all in. Yeah. Yeah. Look how quickly the neighborhood's changing, you know, as you referenced at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And five years from now, you know, will we still be relevant? How can we do something today to make sure that we'll still be relevant and helping people five years from now? Yep. And everyone in Bishop Arts, you know, is in the same boat. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about the culture. You all talked about the rhythm that you have. What I'm remembering is that anytime fitness, the corporate has some values and principles that they lay out that you all agree to, but then there's a way too that you continue to reinforce that. 
with your team members, and then you go beyond that. So you all have a rhythm as well that you use with your team. Well, I love Anytime Fitness's mission statement. It's part of a bigger brand called, well, self-esteem. Self-esteem brands, yeah. The mission statement is so simple. It's raise the self-esteem of the world. Oh, my God. (laughs) So now we try to think, how can I just raise the self-esteem of one person at a time? The next person who walks in the door, what can I do to help them feel good about themselves or feel better when they walk out than they did when they walk mm-hmm. in? And then we also have the please standards that Jackie can tell you a little bit about. Okay. So the please standards are to be personable, to listen, to have empathy, to anticipate, to have a sense of urgency, and to encourage. So when we're looking at every interaction that we have with a member or with each other, we want to remember those standards and embody Mm -hmm. that. And it's an important part of hiring too. Okay. So you use those in your hiring decisions as well. Like you speak with the person and you say, okay, is this person someone who could embody this or does? Absolutely. Already. I'm remembering, Jackie, one time that you were saying that you're constantly, even when you're going out to eat, you're constantly looking at people like, oh, might this be a good team member mm-hmm. at any time? Right. Exactly. Because you, you see it all the time. Yeah. You especially know, you're in the service looking, industry. Especially Absolutely. in the service yeah. industry. Yeah. So this is interesting. Renee, you just talked about the mission to raise self-esteem. And that's at the global level, but then you all bring it down to the individual level. And it sounds like you animate that through these values, the please Mm -hmm. values. And if your team members are interacting with members and future members from that standpoint, that that results in the raising of the self-esteem or that's what you're headed toward. You also have a pretty rigorous meeting schedule with your team members as well that keeps people grounded in all of that. So we have a weekly team meeting where everyone gets together and you know we talk about higher initiatives and talk about things with members or anything that we need to bring up and discuss as a group. We also talk about things that we are thinking about doing and get their input, which is <laughs> sort of a change from how we were three, four mm. years ago or how I was three to four years ago. So that's sort of a growth in leadership and getting the team buy-in and getting their input because ultimately we can't do this without them. So having the group meeting is important. And then we have individual meetings with all of our employees weekly as well. And those are good times where they can share and get on a personal level. And maybe it's not all about work. And then we all are working towards the same goals. I'd say that's the best way to describe. Yeah. And you do those weekly as well, those one-on-ones? Correct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just think that rhythm is so important. It just keeps the connection. And the more I talk to you, the more I just would say you have a really relationship-based leadership style and business model. You know, you're investing in that with your time and with your money, you know, those relationships. And from the beginning, we had our coaches be employees. Mm -hmm. Whereas years ago in the gym industry, it was standard to have independent contractors. Mm. They could come, train a little bit, leave. And and the owner didn't have a lot of say necessarily in their other duties. Or this just brings us a whole more unified approach. Mm -hmm. We're all on the same page and working toward a common goal more so than just individual ones. Uh uh And looking at the whole system 
and the employees being part of that healthy system rather than <laughs> them like being uh, interchangeable parts. Yeah. It sounds like. Yeah. Right. It's so cool too that we all share clients and we all share members and it's not, it's not where you have one trainer that has X amount of clients and they're only their clients. Everybody's working together for the same goal and it's to keep Mm. these members happy to get them results and to build that teamwork together. And that's important too, because you go into a lot of clubs and you know, like say Renee's training and she's got 30 clients and I'm training, I have 20 clients and there's no meshing of that, Mm -hmm. you know, where we have a completely different model. Like we might have a client work with Bambi one day and may work with Sergio one day, and then they may meet with Zach to do their 30 day Uh follow-ups. So then when we get together for our meetings, then we're able to talk about that as a group too, and really kind of a triage (laughs) type aspect. And the interesting thing about that too, is that because people are, we're all different, we're all looking and noticing different things. (laughs) And so, because when that member has touch points with so many different people, you're going to get a much more 360 view of that member because people are paying attention to different things, having different conversations and what one person will notice, another person doesn't Mm -hmm. and vice versa. Yeah. And I will say when I first joined, that was one of my happy experiences as well. So you all have the app you know, Mm -hmm. the workout app. And I've been through several of those programs, you know, Mm -hmm. because I need something to follow when I go in. But sometimes I didn't know where the piece of equipment was and how to use it. Or is there something else? If you don't have this, what else can I use? Mm -hmm. And I could go again, because you have so many people in there at one time, I would just ask anybody, I'm looking for this thing right here. Where is it? And then can you show me how to use it? And everybody is just so helpful, like really willing to come over and help me out. We geek out over how to (laughs) find alternatives to exercises. Yeah. No, but you're right. And I've been to clubs where the trainers have a mentality of they're on the floor with a client with the don't bother me approach or in the office with the same Yeah, don't bother me approach. And your interview with Chad West, during that, you all talked about accessibility. Accessibility, And how accessible he is for a leader in a service Mm -hmm. role. And we think of ourselves as the same way, hands-on, in the Mm -hmm. club, every single day, available to help Mm -hmm. people. Yeah. And I mean, it's amazing too that all of our employees are cross-trained. So we've been really busy with this new program and our manager, Blake, you know, has just been insanely busy, you know, and we have a prospect walk in for a membership tour and guess what? We can grab one of our coaches and they can do the whole process themselves and sign somebody up for a membership without skipping a beat. So that's really amazing too, that we're all just helping each other. Yeah. So, yeah. It reminds me, I've, I make the analogy sometimes is a cycling, a pace line where you have someone is in the front and everybody else, you know, blocking the wind, setting the pace. Mm -hmm. And then that person has to move to the back because if that person doesn't move to the back, the whole team suffers (laughs) because you're in a line. But then that next person has to be ready to go. They have to be trained they have to have gone to the gym and done their work so that they can lead. And -hmm. it's just constantly moving through. And some people have bad days and they say, I can't take lead today, but you can't do that every time. Right. You can do that sometimes. And there's a toleration of that, 
but everybody has to train and everybody has to be ready to take the lead at any time. And it sounds that way with your team as well. Yeah, it's been really amazing. I mean, we've been crazed these past, <laughs> these past 10 days and, uh, yeah. and just everybody is really pulling together and we're very grateful. Another core value that the whole team embodies when we're not quite this busy <laughs> is continuing education mm-hmm. and personal development. Uh-huh. And, you know, you look at each person and, and they're constantly learning. And, you know, it just reminded me that's another interview question, which is what have you done recently to improve yourself personally or professionally? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if they can't answer that question. They may just not be a good fit. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. you look at Sergio has a level two precision nutrition uh-huh. coaching certification. Yeah. Jackie's got more initials after her name than I can. And now Blake's training for a physique show. It's going to be late August. So yeah, everybody just keeps learning. Everybody has their better. own way that they're being inspired and committing themselves to their next level, whatever that is. The final area that I want to explore with you all is the change of your partnership and how you navigated. So you mentioned earlier that you all moved from Indianapolis, you opened a new business, you had a child all at the same time, and you <laughs> were life partners when you started. And situations change as happens more and more. And the reason I wanted to talk about this first, I think it's so amazing that you all have found your way to have this amazing business. But particularly in our neighborhood, most of the businesses are owned by independent business owners. They're smaller businesses, and many of them are owned and managed by couples. And the statistics tell us that not all of those are going to stay in that personal relationship. I don't know what you did, and I don't want the, like, the details of that, but like, <laughs> no, <you> how, <laughs> how did you navigate that? I mean, what kept you in the game of the business? I think a lot of it has to do with values and overall goals and trying to keep the bigger picture in mind, not getting so caught up into, I guess, the emotions and feelings at the moment. Mm. You know, like, I think, you know, we still had the same goals for what we wanted for our son. We still had the same goals at what we wanted for our business. And, you know, it was it was hard, but I think working towards those same goals mm-hmm. and knowing that Renee has my back and I have hers and we still want the same thing. Mm-hmm. I think that's helped too. And you know what? So many people have so many problems when they break up and it causes a lot of issues. And I don't know. I, I just think that people can rise above, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because at some point that person meant a lot to you. So why, why would that change potentially if your relationship changed? Mm-hmm. Right. So I kind of look at it like that. I know that we can make it work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you are. It's like it's proof now, and you continue to play on each other's strengths Mm -hmm. and bring all of that to the table. I've just not seen it very often that people have been able to maintain such a healthy, and I'm sure there were bumps, because there are. Oh, yeah. That first six to 12 months was strained Mm -hmm. and exhausting, Uh no doubt. Because we are so hands-on and we are in the club a lot and, you know, don't want to be in each other's space all the time back at that time. So, you know, I think we each needed a little bit of breathing room. Mm -hmm. But like Jackie said, 
just think of what was the reason we started this in the uh -huh. first place? Right. And why did we go into business with each other? Because we trusted each other and we share the same values, like she said. And and work ethic. That's a huge one. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, people have trouble in small businesses in general, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but at least being in it with someone that you uh, believe in and can count on is crucial. Yeah. And that, that's interesting. You talked about both of you having that work ethic because that's another thing that breaks down sometimes, I think, is that people feel like they're putting in more than the other person or, you know, something happens. But both of you have a background in athletics and college athletics and that discipline and hard work. And I think one of you talked earlier about you practice even when it's cold and rainy outside. So you have that mindset anyway of being able to keep the bigger goal in mind and just keep going. And you both came into the relationship and the business with that mindset and that history of knowing how to push through and, and not let a challenge stop you. Anything else? I'm wondering if you were to each reflect on the one attribute or characteristic that you had that you think helped you get through that or that you developed during that time. Hmm. <laughs> that's a good question. Faith. I mean, I believe in a higher power, but that's to each their own. But I do have to believe there's something bigger than myself that gives my life some purpose. And then an attribute that's been learned through the process is communication. Okay, good. I, I don't believe anything is achieved without very good communication, whether mm -hmm. it's personally or professionally. I've grown a lot in that regard, for sure. You know, and I could say focus too. I mean, when everything is crumbling around you for whatever reason, there's something that you can find focus on. And why would we lose focus on our business when our personal life was kind of in shambles? So I think that that would even give us something greater to go for. Mm -hmm. And just, it's kind of like keeping your eye on the prize, right? Yeah. <laughs> and having a child, you know, yeah, you, can't, yeah. you, can't, you can't sit in the back. <laughs> well, yeah. I would never want to. He's, he's the best ever. Yeah, but he is the best. That definitely gives us a common ground to mm -hmm. stay positive and work together. Great. Well, thank you for being willing to talk about that. I think that it's important, again, our demographic here is that there's a lot of people in your spot that are running businesses and trying to do life together and all of that. So thank you. Glad you're willing to talk about that. As we are wrapping up here, it's time for you to self-promote. Tell us how to get in touch with Anytime Fitness, Bishop Arts. What do you want to say? What do you want us to know? At the beginning of this conversation, you asked about how we're different. Mm -hmm. And I said, come and Feel it. Uh -huh. Come inside and you'll feel the difference. Yep. So that's what I'm inviting your listeners to do. It gets a little confusing because it is 24-hour access once you're a member. But if <laughs> yeah. you have not yet received a key, Bob, we do invite you to come in between 12 and 8 p.m. during the week okay. or 10 to 1 on Saturday. Or just give us a ring. Like I said, I'm 0.7 miles down the street <laughs> and she's a half mile. So we can always meet you. And you're on the corner of Bishop? In mm -hmm. Davis. Bishop in Davis. On, right in the heart of the Bishop Arts District. That's right. And I think Facebook, do you all have a Facebook page? Yes, or? we're very active and Instagram. Okay. Yeah, so our Facebook page is Anytime Fitness, Bishop Arts District, Dallas, Texas. And our Instagram is Anytime Fitness, Dallas TX. All right. Fantastic. 
Thank you again. I know that you're in the middle of this new campaign and this new way of doing business, and it's been crazy busy. And now I live about a mile from (laughs) the gym. And so you guys can uh, pack up and head back to work. So thank you for making time today. It's really been enjoyable. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. If you like what you heard today, and the direction this podcast is pointed. Subscribe to Rice Leaders Radio on iTunes. Leave us a comment and a five-star rating. You can also check out the Rise Leaders website at www.rise-leaders.com to find the resources I pull from in my coaching and consulting work and that I find central to transformative leadership. If you're committed to leading with a clear vision and from core values, and taking your team to the next level, then get in touch. You can reach me, Leanne Mallory, from my website. I'd be honored to hear from you. I appreciate you tuning in today and especially for being the type of person interested in learning more about how you can elevate your part of the world. Take good care.